Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day, and welcome to show 62 of the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent. A real joy to have you listening to this podcast today. Just a very interesting subject we're going to consider, which is tip or not to tip. Is that tip really possible? This is going to be very important if you're in one of the industries, uh, particularly restaurants or bars, where tipping is quite common. And so how do you deal with that tip? There's sometimes uh, information that ones just don't have or don't understand exactly how that works. Today, I'm endeavoring to clear that up for you. I want to thank my worldwide audience throughout the US, Europe, and Asia for downloading and listening to this as I work to keep keep you up to date on various tax updates and changes and sometimes even consider information that may not be discussed that much. Also, a video that's being broadcast through Facebook right now will also be available on the Cash Tracks Financial YouTube page at a later date. And certainly, please subscribe when you go to that page. A lot of other wonderful programs on there. And to learn more about various tax planning, tax resolution, and various year-round services offered by myself, Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent here at Cash Tracks Financial. You can give an email at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or give me a call, which is 844-394-4287. Or of course, visit the website, which is cashtracksfinancial.com. And this is to help you to resolve any tax issues you have and to help you to pay as little tax as possible through proper tax planning and tax resolution services. So yes, as we get ready to jump into the topic today, tip or not to tip, is that tip really taxable? Well, the reason I bring this up in this broadcast is actually in earlier time in my life, I actually worked as a waiter at a couple different restaurants and made some good tip income at the time, which was very exciting because on an hourly rate, it was most close to about $20 an hour. And that was like about 30 years ago when I had done that. So it can be very, very income. And while very, very lucrative as income for individuals, and of course, as many people who work in the tipping industry really like, they always have that cash always have it on hand for various uh, needs that they may have during the uh, course of the week they're working or while they wait for the actual uh, paycheck. So what we don't always understand when it comes to tips that we receive in restaurants or other areas is that this is considered taxable income. Now we think about it, and I've discussed this on prior podcasts, how at some times people will think, well, I was paid cash. That's not considered taxable income. Well, in reality, yes, it is taxable income. You need to keep track of it. And that don't matter whether you're being tipped. That also doesn't matter if you're like in a small business of some sort, uh, doing various services or being paid for various products. 
a cash payment is still considered income by the IRS and you need to keep a ledger, you need to keep a good record of it. So it is, it is a basic myth that just because you're paid cash doesn't mean it is non-taxable. Many people think that and you can't convince them otherwise, but it is considered taxable income. Especially you think about if you're in an area such as working in a restaurant, a saloon, a hotel, I mean, salon, <laughs> a salon, or some other industry where tipping is very common, which is where I'm going to cover this because uh, each of these areas, once does get tipped, uh, a waiter, a waitress at a restaurant will get a tip, uh, the hairstylist, sometimes you give them a little bit extra as over and above the uh, fees that is normally charged for a haircut or a perm or whatever else, the other service you get there. And of course, a hotel, uh, oftentimes those who do hospitality and cleaning up the rooms, uh, like to like the last time we made a trip, we we, we, we left a tip in the room because the housekeeping was very nice in that room and the individual really, really did deserve a tip there. So all of those, all those cash payments that we make, that's, that's considered a tip. Now, why does one often do that? And this is kind of a, a pet peeve that I have with people, which is why since I've worked as uh, a waiter in the past, I really really try to give um, appropriate tips to anybody who waits tables on us when we go to a restaurant. Because when one goes to a restaurant, they would like to have good service. And the level of service that they get from the person waiting on them at the table does have a reflection on the tip. Especially if you get really good service, some people can be very generous. And I know that from my own personal experience by giving good service to people. And sometimes the checks weren't weren't very big, maybe $10 to $20, but sometimes you're still given like a $5 tip or so on just, just for the excellent service. And certainly that's where if you happen to be in an area and you're working at a restaurant, and I'm going to be touched probably saying restaurants or waiters or waitresses more often because that, that is kind of an area close to my heart and where I really think about it. So thus, it's important to give good service. So you're, if you are in this industry and you're working at it, giving good customer service can still affect your income. Now, unfortunately, or at least to me, sadly, some restaurants, for whatever reason, I really don't understand it, uh, have perhaps started discouraging tipping in some areas and started giving their waiters or waitresses just a regular wage, so to speak, which to me, that actually kind of limits their income potential and doesn't really motivate you to do better service. Because if you have wages and you're in the restaurant industry, anybody that really has a restaurant or is operating that, there's actually a wage that is a slightly lower if the employee is tipped. Uh, and this is often the minimum wage, and so they're they're paid a little bit less on an hourly basis. But anyone who is good at what they do and really strives to improve and give good service, they can actually make great money being a tipped employee. The key is to give good service. And many uh, restaurants really give you the opportunity to do that, and certainly you need to take advantage of it and be willing to give that service work hard. It's just like anything else. You work hard, you can get good rewards for it. Also for employers, it's good to give, if you're bringing in new people, good to give them some training. Because in the end, what happens is that when you give your new waiter or waitress good training on how to do the job, it benefits them. It benefits their income, helps them to make good tips 
for them personally, but yet it also helps out you as the employer when you give good training. So that with the good service, guess what? Those people are also more likely to come back because they receive that good service from the waiter or waitress. Things just as simple as making sure a coffee cup has coffee in it. If there's some type of a drink that the individuals are being served, being some type of soft drink, iced tea, whatever, making sure checking with them often, especially if you just be observant and make sure their glasses stay full or at least check with them, ask them if they would like a refill. Just little things like that can make a world of difference in the amount of tip that one can receive because people really appreciate it. I know I appreciate it when I am asked, okay, would you like more iced tea? Because that's what I usually drink in a restaurant. Or if they have other uh, sodas available, maybe someone can get their soda refilled. It's just whatever the case may be, good service. Now, we keep in mind exactly what is a tip. Well, we're going to actually touch on two types of tips, cash tips and non-cash tips. It's like, what? Well, this can happen. I've not, I never personally experienced it, but there are non-cash tips. But let's come back to the cash tips. Well, we see many times people today will leave a cash tip. Well, sometimes it's included on the uh, credit card receipts because a lot of credit card receipts or credit card companies, they always allow it. Okay, here's the actual bill amount. And then here is the amount for the tip. And thus, you can add part of the tip to the bill if you would like. Now that those are directly go back directly to the uh, to the person that waited on you. And that's a good way for, for those tips to be tracked. Of course, and there's just the regular cash on the table that you leave, which many people still leave. I still do that on occasion. Uh, as much as I can, I, I really prefer to do it that way because I really feel like the person actually gets it better. But that's that's only my opinion. I don't know if that's legit or not, but it's a good it's a good way to think about it. Just different options that people can go. Now, included in a cash tip is not just the actual cash, because some people leave dollar bills or $5 bills, in some cases, $10 and $20 bills. But there can also be like, uh, like, tic like tickets or passes or other goods a customer gives to the employee, which occasionally, I mean, I've seen, we've seen these things or or Various pictures come across the internet where tickets to certain events maybe were given to the employee uh, that waited on them. And so it's very interesting that those can be given. Now, non-cash tips, these are tips. If you have a non-cash tip, which could be one of these items here, uh, these are not reported to the employer. We also keep in mind that, of course, non-cash tips are those that are something that's paid in a form other than cash. And when that does happen, they give... This type of uh, tip, which is a non-cash tip, it's the customer makes the choice how much to give. And this payment is not going to be negotiated by the employer. It's not dictated by employer policy either. This is all according to the IRS for the non-cash tip. So when it comes to the payment, in general, the customer has the right to determine who receives the payment. Some restaurants do have... Uh, some policies where certain individuals where they break up tips for a certain table, not going to get into any matters on that, just mainly going to be looking at uh, where it is comes in on a tax standpoint. So yes, how does a payment then qualify as a tip? Well, 
this could be a little controversial, but from the IRS standpoint, it's a, it's paid free from compulsion and that the customer has the right to determine what the actual amount of that tip is. Now, this does bring up the question, which if you're in certain size groups, some restaurants say, well, we're going to add what percent, 8%, 10%, it varies from restaurant to restaurant, amount to the check for uh, a tip or a gratuity is what they say. Well, I'm not sure on any legalities on that, but it would be guessed that if that is added to a ticket, it would be for those that are waiting on you at the table. Now, I know I've occasionally asked and said, you know, I'm not really satisfied with the service. I'm not comfortable with leaving this particular amount of a tip. Uh, can we adjust that? And the restaurants I have spoken to anyway, they allowed me to adjust the tip amount. So I'm just going to say it could just probably restaurant by restaurant. Now, it's also, once again, this payment, uh, according to the IRS, should not be dictated by employer policy. So these policies, uh, adding a gratuity or a tip to a check for a certain amount or a check with a certain size group, that may not be kosher with the IRS because generally the customer, once again, has the right to determine who receives that payment. So keep that in mind if you're doing tipping. I That's why I usually like to just say, you know, on the check here, I'm going to pay this amount. And whatever the tip is, I'm going to leave it on the table in the form of cash. And that's and that's usually how most weight people liked it. And that's how I liked it back in the day. I will admit that. So uh, it's easy to be able to keep track of. Now, from the employer standpoint, when it's on the check, it's easier for them to keep track of because it's just a part of the receipts. Now, did we realize there's two types of tips? There's both uh, direct or indirect tips. Well, excuse me? Well, most commonly what we know of is a direct tip. That's when we, as the customer being served, give the tip directly to the employee who gave us great service. We appreciate it. So we give them a tip. And that's once again, referring to waiters, waitresses, bartenders, hairstylists, and hotel housekeepers. And that was something actually I didn't realize till a few years ago. It just didn't click with me. But the tipping of hotel housekeepers, that's that's an important part of their income. And now and once I realized that and come note when I felt the housekeeping was in really good shape, I started doing that as much as I possibly can because it's a very very good thing to do because it's part of their living, which is why I want which is why I address this as a tax professional here, these tips is because this is an important part of many of the, of the living of how these people, especially, uh, especially since many of these individuals who I'm talking about uh, were unable to work for a while just because of uh, restrictions placed in various states. But now as they're going back and many of them are getting back into the workforce, or maybe some of them have even changed uh, professions at this point. But then you got maybe new people coming in in getting these tips. Sometimes the employers don't always explain this well. So this is another area where, once again, I think individuals need to speak to a tax professional about, about tipping. They're getting tips. What should I do with them? Are they a part of my income? How should I adjust? How should I track them? So that's why I go in and talk about this. Now, there's also indirect tips. 
and this is interesting because some in some establishments, these indirect tips, these are ones who go to employees who do not normally receive a tip. And this includes things like uh, bus, bussers in restaurants, maybe service bartenders, cooks in restaurants, and salon shampooers. Now, where that where it can get a little irritating for some, for some of these employees who do not normally receive a tip, is that normally they're paid a slightly higher wage um, on the scale on an hourly basis because they don't normally receive tips. But some establishments will will give them a portion of a tip that that a waiter or waitress earns. So it's just one of those key situations, not going to get any employer uh, issues here, but it's just, it, it can cause sometimes some, some issues with some employers uh, when they're splitting tips uh, for waitresses and waiters and hairstylists, when they're the actual ones doing some good work, they're supported by all these other individuals, of course, but usually they work very, very hard for it. So it's good to keep this in mind. Now, it is it is highly recommended, and we can even go to the point of even saying required that when you are an individual who receives tips, it's important to keep a daily tip record. This is what you really need to keep, a daily record of cash tips that you receive. And there's many ways you can do this. There's a form that the IRS provides. It's called a 4070A that you can use to keep track records. And many today, there's cash. There's various electronic apps that you can probably use to track your tips as well. I haven't really looked for one, but there seems like there's an app for everything today. So why not an app to keep track of your tips? Uh, also a date and value. If you got any none of these cash tips, need to try to have the value of them. Now, something that most people don't really recognize, which is why I mentioned this really when I hit on it harder earlier, is that just because it's cash, it's not reportable. Well, guess what? Tips are to be reported on the tax return. Now, what makes this important is the fact that uh, most employers, at least many that I've worked with uh, or tried to help in the past that have uh, waiters or waitresses, they're not getting the, the tips reported to them. Now, there is no particular form for employers to use for tips get reported, but it's important that they do get reported. Now, when they are reported to the employer, and I'm going to get in a second why this is important to be reported, there's some benefits to actually reporting your tips uh, when it comes to filing your tax return. And so this is why I'm covering this is because it can benefit you by doing this. So once again, there's no required form for employers, but in the requirements that employers do keep, they must include what period covered and the total tips in that period, which is usually like, like a pay period. So many employers will say, okay, how much in tips did you make before you clock out as an employee? I know there's some places, and I've worked for some employers in the past, where when you had the code in the system for your uh, tips, well, that you were a tipped employee, before you could clock out, you had to enter in the amount of tips that you received. Now, I'm not certain everybody did report all their tips. Most of them, many times they would just put in numbers. I know I would try to report uh, when I was using such a system or had to use such a system that 
I try to be as close as possible, but sometimes it is, you got to think practical too, especially when you're waiting tables. Sometimes you get a lot of change and you don't necessarily want to be there adding up the change. So, but if you get certain amount of bills, it's usually pretty easy to report what you want, what you received uh, in either dollar bills or 10, tens or fives or whatever you got. So it's good to do that when you clock out. And some employers actually require that, that you do so. Now, you don't necessarily have to report them every night. Uh, if you have an employer that doesn't happen to have one of those uh, POS systems that requires you to report tips. But in general, you must report tips to the employer by the 10th of the month. That's something I didn't really realize or forgot about till I went and looked up information on this particular topic. So it's good to be aware of just some of these little subtleties. Now, if you happen to work and make less than $20 in a month, then you don't need to report the tips. But usually, if you're being tipped and you've worked at any length of time during a month, you're going to make more than 20 bucks. And you're also going to probably make more than $20 in one day or shift or whatever the case may be, especially if you're really good at what you do. You will make that. So keep those reported to the employers. Now, the benefits, I mentioned that there'd be some benefits to you for reporting your tips. Now, when you do report your tips, these are reported to the employer. And when the employer reports them, they are then included on your W-2 in the box one. Now, if you don't report tips to your employer, or whatever you don't report to your employer, those are actually to be reported still. So that's why I keep in the record of your tips is important. That's still to be reported separately on it's a form 4137 as a part of your tax return. Now I'm going to come back to how this can help you again down the road in just a moment. But when you do file the, that 4137, it is included as additional wages for you. And you will pay some additional uh, Social Security and Medicare tax or actually the uh, employee share of those taxes when you report those tips. Now, why is it so important? At least this is where I feel it is so important because I've had tax returns where this has benefited individuals uh, to report tips that they didn't report to their employers. The reason it is important is because you it can help you in regards to amounts for the child tax credit and even the earned income tax credit because the tips are considered a form of earned income. And thus, because of that, it can actually help you with that credit, credit, the earned income tax credit, because you have additional earned income. So that's an, a very important reason to do it, especially if you have multiple children, is to track those and to make sure you're recording them with reporting the, the tips with your employer, because in the long run, it can do you much more good than it will actually uh, harm you. Now, another area where it can actually help you too by reporting these is that you may even qualify for uh, credits if you're paying for some type of a dependent daycare while you're working. Reporting these tips could possibly help you get that credit. Also, reporting these tips, you may qualify for the retirement contributions credit as well for, for contributions you may make to maybe an employer-sponsored plan or if you're contributing to your own IRA you can get those additional credits as well. So it's good to think about the benefits of reporting your tips. It's a very, very thought-provoking uh, 
thought to have so that you can definitely be looking forward and considering exactly what's going on and be able to benefit from reporting your tips. Now, employer requirements. Uh, As an employer, uh, you need to maintain, once again, as I mentioned, employee tip reports. And many times this is done just through your time clock software because so many employers today are using some type of a point of sale system, but it also has a time clock within the system. Or there's some other apps that, uh, like I use in my business with my employees, a uh, something right on their phones that allows them to clock in and out for work right on their phones. And then you can be able to put that onto the uh, have the tips reported right then and there, whether it be within a computer on your business or through an employee phone. And then you still withhold taxes on wage and tip income. And of course, that'll vary from employee to employee, but you still do that wage withholding. The employer's share of Social Security and Medicare taxes is paid on the employer, well, on the tips that are reported, just as it's withheld for the employee. And these amounts that are paid or reported are also included on the quarterly 941 forms that employers do file each quarter. Then, of course, you make the proper federal deposits to the taxes. And of course, I always encourage, talk to a tax professional about this, of how to deal with this, of some suggestions that you can do. And you can, of course, uh, work with us here to be able to help you to solve these issues and working with your employees. Now, a question does come up. And what some employers will do, and this is because of uh, rules regarding a minimum wage, because uh, in some states, it's required that employees make, make, make a minimum wage, whether they're tipped or they're not tipped. They make some type of minimum wage. But if you're uh, tipped employees, because they, for example, in the state of Colorado, uh, what the tipped employee makes is uh, $3.02 less than what a regular worker rate makes. But what we see do is many employers, they will allocate tips because what happens is that many tipped in many uh, employees just because the employer doesn't work with it very well, does not report their tips. And they are required to actually pay them that full wage if the tipped employee does not receive enough to get them up to the minimum wage. So then the question comes up, well, what if my employer allocates tips? Well, this often comes up, at least in my case, and what I've experienced, only if for some reason the employees are not properly reporting their tips. Well, if that is the case, then there's a separate box on on the W-2, a box eight. Once again, comes up very common, and I've seen this with some people that work in either a cocktail lounge or a restaurant that that is there and that is that they work for and they're trying to make sure that certain conditions are met. And, and oftentimes tips are like can be less than 8% of food or drink sales, or sometimes it's just enough to make sure that the employee is up at that, that minimum wage level. And as I mentioned, once again, to, a way to get around that is to make sure you were just report your tips as an employee. Uh, what you're getting at the end of the night so that uh, the allocation isn't done. And actually, it's a better benefit to you to be reporting them. And once again, so as Social Security and Medicare taxes, they're reported as uh, income on your tax return still, but you may be paying extra Social Security and Medicare taxes because those are not withheld on allocated tips for you.
Now, certainly this has been quite uh, interesting in thinking about tips. And there's a lot of information here of why it's important to, uh, to, to report your tips. If you're in a certain industry that gets a lot, that gets tips. And it, but if you do a really good job, you're going to receive good tips. And thus, keep in mind, it is necessary and technically required to report those tips to your employer. And as part of helping this out, I will be putting out a sheet uh, that ones can get that talks about tipped employees and just some has some good suggestions there. And that's all just part of what I like to do when I speak to people, when I talk to you all here through this program, is just to help you to benefit legally within the tax system, to help you if you need to get some taxes caught up. Uh, because we keep in mind that many people, in fact, there's millions of people who, for whatever reason, are behind on their taxes and need help. And that's why the Tax Answer Advisor, Marcelino Dodge, is here to help you to solve, help you to work through those issues, help to talk to the IRS on your behalf for you to be able to uh, relax and sleep at night. And if you're not necessarily in a tax issue, we want to help you to prevent a tax issue, minimize your tax liability through year-round planning, looking at where you are now to where you could be next year tax-wise so that you're not filing that tax return and finding out, oh my, I got this huge tax bill. No, we want to enjoy in, avoid that type of situation by helping you adjust goals, helping you to maybe set aside some extra money into a retirement plan, help your business to maybe look at uh, what expenses that you may need to have, or just make sure you're setting aside and making proper estimated payments. Now, the great part about everything today is the fact that we can do this over the phone, which I'm I'm working with several people through the telephone. We can do virtual tax preparation, which is very nice because either we talk on the phone or we have a video conference meeting. And with this, we can even take the next step of discussing with you your particular tax situation and then whatever, whatever forms we need signed. We do that all electronically. So no matter where you are in the United States, the great part about me being an enrolled agent, I can help you to solve your tax problems. So let's work together on this. We have a secure portal because one of the areas I, I talk about and I'm really big on is client security and client confidentiality. And because we take such high standards in these areas, we do not accept documents, any type of client documents through email. All documentation must be submitted through our electronic portal, or you can fax it to us, or the other option is just to physically mail it to us. So our secure portal is the best way to get us documentation, and that's how we do it. And that's for the safety of our clients, and that's to keep our systems <clears throat> basically free of bugs. So all is there available to you to be able to, whether we're just looking at tax preparation, maybe discussion of a business entity, uh, looking at a tax resolution, if you want to want and need some help uh, to get your tax issue solved, I am here to help you. So let's uh, work together. And to reach me to do this, you can always call me. It's 844-394-4287 or visit me at cashtracksfinancial.com. And of course, once again, the phone number 
394-4287. You can also shoot me an email. That is success at cashtracksfinancial.com. It's been so wonderful speaking to you today about this vital, vital topic about tips or not to tip. Yes, those tips are taxable income, and I highly recommend that you include them on your tax return. It, in the long run, it's only to your benefit because you think about it too, that it because there's Social Security and Medicare taxes paid on that, that actually helps you out down the road as well because you're paying more, a little bit more into Social Security, which means a benefit down the road is going to be a little bit more. So it's only helpful to do so. It can help you now by getting some good tax credits uh, that added with your tax return that maybe perhaps you didn't qualify for before. So again, I thank you so much today for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent on the Voice America Business Channel. Each year you file taxes, save money, spend money, and run your business. You try to educate yourself and manage as much as you can on your own. But no matter how hard you search, trying to find the solutions right for you can lead to frustration and burnout. The traditional tax filing and bookkeeping approach no longer works. In a perfect world, the tax professional would work with you throughout the year so you have more time and energy to do the things you love. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial believes you should focus on your job and have a partner to support you to take care of everything else. That is why we developed our personal success and business success bundles. Our clients achieve better results because we focus on more than just tax and bookkeeping stuff. We start with a no-cost mutual exploration meeting to determine if our success bundles are right for you. To schedule your free mutual exploration session, call 844-394-4287, email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit cashtracksfinancial.com. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.